0: Cleve, Clevo, actually. Clevo, actually. It's Clevo, actually. It's Clevo, actually. actually. This is the latest episode of Clevo, actually. Yo yo yo, what up? It's your boy Clevo. And this is episode 27 of Cleaver Actually. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at how to brand your business. Yes, you heard me correctly. Today, we're going to be discussing how you go about branding your business. So if you remember in the past four or so episodes, we first looked at how to start your very own podcast. We went on, we looked at how to start your own YouTube channel. Then we moved on and we looked at how to create original content. And now we're going to be looking at how to brand your business. Branding is so important. I cannot stress how much branding is part of a make or break situation. So Branding is what we've become accustomed to and how we've been able to tell certain brands apart. And branding is probably one of the key differentiating factors from um, businesses that make it versus businesses that are just mediocre. Think about your favorite brands, Nike. Nike is what it is today because of how they've been able to brand themselves and evolve over time. Think Apple. Apple has the most valuable brand in history. The brand itself is valued in the trillions. Which showcases to you how important branding is to a business. So you might be sitting there listening to this thinking... Why, 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 why is branding so important, and how is it a thing? So, branding started back in the medieval times. Back in the day, not even back in, back when here in Africa, at least, um, people had cattle, and um, the lifestyle was pretty simple back then. However, people needed to keep track of their livestock so you needed to brand your your livestock so you knew without a shadow of a doubt that that cattle that cow belonged to you and whether it roams off people would see the brand on the cow and know who it belongs to and return it to that particular person who's running their business or just holding the cow's inventory which is equatable to money right um, because cows back then were used to uh, pay for different types of bartering systems, even as customary um forging alliances between two families that are marrying their kids. they would give each other certain gifts, and some the the groom's family would actually have to pay a certain number of cows as asked by the the the, the um, potential wife's family, uh, a certain number of cows. So yeah, that's the importance of the 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 branding situation, right? So how how can you adopt this philosophy of branding in this day and age in 2020 for your entrepreneurial venture, for your small business, for your brand, for your podcast? for your YouTube channel, for whatever that you are doing? How can you brand it in a way that makes you stand out and makes the crowd go, you know what, this person knows exactly what they're doing and this is the person that I'm willing to spend my hard-earned money on, right? So let's get started. Um, On last week' epi- last week's episode of... Um, content creation we did touch a bit on um demographics you know so when you're creating your brand um right part of it is knowing who who you're trying to attract and you'll see how it unfolds as we we proceed with how to brand yourself right demographics is the demographics of the people you're trying to appeal to with this brand of yours And branding goes beyond um, typical things that people know about. Um, People assume that a logo is your brand. Yes, it is. It's just one part of the brand. Branding has so many layers, which is, it might seem confusing why I'm starting us out at looking at demographics of the people that you want to attract with your brand, but as we carry on into this um you'll get to realize how important this is and oh yes while we're on this please um subscribe to the podcast and make sure that you tune in every week as i'll be dropping different kinds of episodes some geared more towards this type of stuff some geared towards more of my um philosophical stuff some geared towards me interviewing Other people or having a co-host discussing different things, you know. And, yeah, it's really exciting uh, content that's going to be coming up uh, every week. Um, So make sure to look out for that. Yes, let's carry on. So in terms of demographics, when you're creating your brand, you're going to look to, first of all, the age. what, What are the ages of the people you want to attract is it a brand geared towards the teens is it a baby brand is it a a brand for much mature audience so this is very useful because it frames your thinking and it gives you something to hold on to when you start really fine-tuning your brand and um, you look at things like gender is it a brand geared towards more female or a male type of dominated audience this is very important the, the the phrases that you use when talking to a male versus to phrases you use when talking to a female and branding are, are very different in 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 their texture generally you know you could be selling men and women the same type of yogurt but the words you use to describe the male's yogurt versus the female's yogurt is going to be different. And the words that you are going to use for pushing a gender-neutral product are also going to be very different. So, you need to understand, okay, this age group, males, females, their, their lifestyle choice, how are they living, This these people that you are, you, you have selected how are they living, what's their lifestyle, are they frugal, are they the type of people that are trying to save money, are they the type of people that sit with decision making, or are they spontaneous and just reckless in their behavior, what, what how do they live, you know, and looking into their socioeconomic statuses, you know, like, where, where do they typically work, the type of people that you trying to to attract well there's a long list of things that you actually need to look into when you're creating your brand in terms of demographics right and then we move on to psychographics psychographics um i also mentioned in the previous episode uh taking a look at activities that the, the your your your, your targeted audience take part in their lifestyle, what kind of lifestyle, down to even the type of beverages do you think they drink. Like, for instance, if I think of someone that listens to my show, I I, 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 I see someone that enjoys a glass of wine. I see someone that enjoys a cold beer. Um, whether the beer is a black label or a Heineken type of, viable corona the, those are the type of people i envision when i'm i'm i i, I, I describe a typical um, listener for the the podcast right and then um we're looking at um other activities mm, what 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 are the lifestyle choices like are they healthy health conscious people gym goers you know that and that frames your thinking and that In this podcast, it frames my thinking in terms of what kind of topics will will the people that listen to the podcast enjoy. Even on the latest stage, when I start bringing adverts onto the platform, I I already know, okay, most of my listeners are are health-conscious people, so I'll make sure that I bring health-conscious advertising. Oh, most of them are gym-going people, so I'll, I'll attract advertising with, like, protein shake type of um, companies companies that manufacture that you know and then moving on we look at the, their values what are the core values you think um your target uh, audience holds what, what what is their belief system what 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 do they stand for you know unapologetically so even and this will further cement you into the in, in, into the mind frame of your target audience when you know what's important to them what what values they hold then you'll know exactly how to appeal to that side is family important to them are relationships important to them what 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 what, what is their core philosophy in terms of how they approach life is going to be increasingly important for you when 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 you drill deeper into uh the psychographics and then what what frustrations do they face on a daily basis? Are these people um, that face challenges with their transportation, for instance, would be where companies like Uber would have started, like knowing that yo, uh, the people we're trying to reach struggle when it comes to the public transportation system and how can we make life better for them? when you understand people's frustrations and pain points as a brand and as a business, you start thinking along and framing your thoughts along. How can I make life better for these people, this group of people, no matter how niche it is, how can I make it better for them? And that gets you right on the right track. And you can start really drilling into how you're going to appeal to them because once you know, their pain and you can ultimately come up with a solution that they'll gravitate towards is a plus for your brand. And then we can move on to their desires and aspirations. I mean, if I, 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 my brand was trying to sell you guys like educational materials, then I would want to know like your aspirations, Are you aspiring to become uh, professionals in a certain sector, that maybe I'm knowledgeable in, like marketing, for instance. If I I knew that most of my listeners wanted to become like marketers or social media uh, marketers, digital gurus, that type of streamline of, of thinking, then if I know that for sure, that's where the desires and aspirations are at. It makes my job a bit easier for my brand to bring you exactly what you need to get you to that next level of your life in terms of your desires and aspirations and then we we look at the influence over purchase as the next point like like what what makes what makes your target audience ultimately purchase or not purchase is something that you're gonna have to understand what's a deal breaker is a deal breaker, a subscription up front with you demanding card information. I mean, when uh, Uber came into the South African market, they realized that um, a lot of people were used to public transport and paying in cash for public transport, which saw Uber make its transition towards supporting both card and cash just to appeal to more of the the south african type tap into the uh, south african consumer type of thinking because south africans are really um shut off in terms of um, how comfortable they are in giving um out their banking details they concern about uh, people stealing their money you know and It's not only Uber that recognized this. I mean, a lot of our um, local um, businesses, like you take a lot, understood this philosophy, which is why for up until a certain amount of money, they offer their service with cash on delivery, you know, where they can bring you the product to your doorstep and you only pay for it at that point which showcases that they've done their market research. And in terms of their brand development, they went in and actually looked at their target audience and studied them and realized that they are the type of people that are very conscious when it comes to giving out their banking details. Even some of our banks have moved towards uh, offering you the ability to create a virtual bank card where you can load a a a prepaid amount which then can be used and when it's depleted it's depleted the card the virtual card can be deleted which makes um online shopping for south africans more convenient you know and then once you have all this information you want to summarize your your target um audience in one in one type of statement one paragraph just um highlighting the type of people that you are trying to appeal to as a brand in something that is direct and to the point, right? And then once you've done that, it's very important that you understand who else is playing in the game that you want to be playing in, you know, that's part of conducting like a competitor analysis, you know, a competitor analysis is just where you discuss your competition and how they've positioned themselves in the minds of the consumer and how they go about branding themselves and what is their strategy when it comes to um, putting themselves out there and creating content. What is their strategy for content? Like we spoke about content strategy in the previous um, episode as well. Um and then what are the realities of that market that you're trying to tap into, you know? So for this type of exercise, you would need to like look at three of your competitors, um, you know, that, and do research on them more, uh, and find out um, what's their online presence. what they, What is they, do they have a brick and mortar like traditional um, retail store? How are they behaving online? Are they blogging? Are they on YouTube? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Twitter? Are they on Facebook? Are they on LinkedIn? How are they moving? You know, Then you gather all that information and put it in one place and, and put them right there up to, right next to your brand. And when you understand your competition, then you can start making decisions about your very own brand, you know, which leads you to my next point, which is you developing your own differentiation strategy. How you differentiate yourself is, yes, me and my three competitors that I've identified might be selling the same product, but Mm. my product is different because of then you look into your key features and those key features, your value proposition, that's your value add. That's, that's how you are going to serve the market differently from how everyone else is, you know, uh, which is for me with this podcast, what makes it different is that I've taken an approach that is, um, a combination of things. I, I sometimes do a podcast alone like this. Some of my podcasts are very educational. Sometimes I have a co-host and then um, sometimes it's just me and I'm just rambling. Sometimes it's just me interviewing myself in multiple voices and multiple characters. Sometimes it's me here uh, interviewing someone else who does something totally different from what I do. So, that's what I offer on my podcast and that's what differentiates it. The fact that I'm able to jump from politics to relationships. It's, it's, it's a free-form type of podcasting that I'm applying, which is what differentiates me. Once you know what differentiates you, now you need to lean into positioning. Mm-hmm. How are you... How are you going to position yourself in the minds of your target audience the consumers of your product your brand how how are you going to how do you want them to see you in their mind and think of you and picture you and this is important because how they see you is is how they are ultimately going to engage with you you know when I look at um, a, a lot of brands are able to position themselves as premium brands in the minds of the consumer. And they get away with charging exorbitant prices even for the most mundane products. For instance, um, a face mask right now, a face mask is retailing for 15 bucks. 15 rand 15 zar, 20 zar. but I promise you if you get that face mask from Louis Vuitton the price is different if you get that face mask from Richmond that price is different and the reason why the price is different is because of how these brands have positioned themselves in the in the minds of the consumer they have taught the consumer who they are through how they have communicated with them, which cemented a place in their mind that immediately when they hear that name or that name is mentioned or they see that logo, they are associated with quality, luxury, and, 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 and that's why it's easier for them to cope with whatever price is put forward. Even though functionally things are the same, but the differentiating factor is how the brand has always communicated themselves and where they stand and why they get to charge what they charge. Because um, a denim jacket is a denim jacket. Whether you buy it from Mr. Price or you buy it from Zara, The only difference is how these two entities have branded themselves and have communicated themselves. And you can dive into the semantics of it and speak about, oh, the other one is quality versus the other one. But um, in terms of functionality, the thing is the same and it serves the same purpose ultimately. Right, And then once you've figured all of that out, and mind you you've done all of this background work you haven't even chosen a name for for your brand right so now i'm going to take you through how you go about choosing a name for your brand right it's it's it, it all begins with you brainstorming doing what we call a word brainstorm right so what are the what are the keywords that are associated with the industry that, that you are stepping into, right? So the brand, the 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 keywords I had when developing branding for my podcast was number one podcast, um, number two keyword uh, podcaster, number three. Download, number four, tune in, number five, streaming, and the list goes on. Those are the keywords that play play around in the industry that I'm in, which is why um, a lot of podcast shows, their title of the podcast ends sometimes with the word podcast, Joe Biden Podcast. You understand, it's because when they were developing their they're naming, they are naming, they choosing a brand name. They they realize that there's certain keywords that they don't want people to confuse. What they're going for, right? So in choosing a name, you 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 just find those keywords that are being thrown around, and then on top of those keywords, you need to add descriptors. What what are the describing um, entities? Of, of that keyword, like podcast, how would you describe a podcast, right? You put down descriptors. From the descriptors, you put down a metaphor. After the descriptor comes the metaphor, right? Now you have three things. You have the keyword, you have a descriptor, and you have a metaphor, right? And that gives you a starting point, right? In terms of your brand name ideas once you have all that information then you can move on to the ideas maybe about five brand name ideas that you got right so what i i landed on after having done that that whole keyword uh, descriptor and um what was the other thing and the metaphors right I came up with number one, Nklivo Actually. Number two, Nklivo Actually podcast. Number three, Nklivo Actually, the podcast. Number four, it's Nklivo Actually, right? And then number five, it's comma actually, full stop with more. Like, I added some punctuation to it, right? So, that's what I settled on. That's, those are the five ideas that I had. Then, from that five, you choose one, right? And I chose one. Then, after I had chosen the name Clever, actually, I settled on it, and then I had to move on to writing a slogan. Right? What is the slogan? The slogan is your tagline. Um, <clears throat> uh, most brands uh, have it. Um, McDonald's. I'm loving it. That's the, the that's their tagline. That's the slogan. Wherever you go, you just know when they say, I'm loving it, they're referring to McDonald's. So now, uh, now you need to figure out how you come up with your very own slogan, right? So you brainstorm and create about, mm, let me say, six slogans, right? So when I was brainstorming and I was coming up with six slogans for my show, These are the slogans that I came up with. Uh, Number one, uh, play the podcast, start living, right? Number two, I came up with more than just a podcast. And then number three, Alina Mina podcast. Number four, dude, you're getting a podcast. And then number five, kills all known podcasts. then number six last one was it's not radio it's podcast right and then what i settled on as my slogan for this podcast it's it's in actually right press play start living that's the that's the slogan i settled on which is a variant of the first slogan that i came with right which was uh, play the podcast, start start living. So I, I fine tuned it and I landed at press play, start living, right? So that was a fun process to go through, right? And then once I went through that process, I had my name, the name of my brand, I had my slogan for my brand. The next step was figuring out my brand colors, yes. Brand colors. Think about it. Every brand has its main colors. Think about Coca-Cola. What What are the first colors that pop in your mind? Yes. That red, that white that you see, those are their brand colors. And when you think about McDonald's, what do you think? Red, gold arch. That's their colors. So every brand has its own colors you know you need to select a main color a secondary color a tertiary color and of those colors you need to t- determine which one is your accent color the accent color is your main color that will go through and permeate through everything that is branded from your brand all right yeah there's many colors to choose from in a spectrum and um yeah there's too many to choose from and you just need to have someone on your side that understands color and how it works what emotions it evokes color on its own has its own study in terms of how different colors react to different like in different cultures but they but with they assign certain colors and meaning they assign certain colors so It's very important for you to be mindful of those colors as well as you need to know which colors go well with which colors so you can match out your main color, your secondary, and your tertiary colors, you know. And that's going to be very important for you when choosing a color. And then next, now that you have your color, you need to move on to your font. Yes, your font. You need to have a font. That's the... That's how you're gonna write out your the name of your business and there's going to be a heading font and a subheading font and a body text font. So you need to really dig into what typography is all about and in terms of fonting, what what, what is this all about, these writing styles, these fonts? And what sizes are you going to use for your heading so that every document you send out is streamlined, it has the right fonts, it can easily be identified that yes, this document is from this business because their logo uses this font. And for, for me, I chose um, three different fonts and i'm happy with them and the fonts can even be seen on on my podcast logo and and yeah they they there's a deeper meaning behind why i chose those fonts and um one of the fonts that the font that is actually on my logo is monaco and it's a very masculine type of font and it's a mono space font and it was designed by uh susan curry and chris holmes and um it's a font that that is super clean monospace like there's a lot of space in between it and it's easy to read for me it's just it it, it ends with like these sharp um edges uh, on it and it's a it's a font i like personally and once you've chosen those fonts three fonts your heading your subheading and your paragraph fonts we can move on to your logo design logo design yes and i know some of you sitting there listening to this thought maybe that's where we were gonna start but no uh nah that's not where we start the logo is pretty much um down the list it's it's at the bottom of the list right so um how do we go about getting a logo created right so you need to write down what what needs to be in in your logos content you know what will your logo be made up of What, what 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 elements are you trying to present visually you know what what's the visual message that you trying to send with your logo you know how, how complicated do you want it or how simple do you want it you know it's all up to you so what 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 you gonna need to look at number one is the main message that you're trying to drive with with your logo you know what are you trying to like trying to say we bold are you trying what what are you what message what what's mini like story are you trying to tell in in one like go as someone glimpses catches a glimpse of your logo what do you want them to come away with you know and then what are the visual ideas that you want to associate with your logo you know like is it is it something abstract or is it something practical is it on the nose of what you do? Is it on the nose like, um, for instance, the McDonald's uh, golden arches, it doesn't really tell you what they do, right? If their logo was um, a burger, they, that would have been more direct instead of the golden arches, you know? Uh, yeah, but they, they chose to go more with the first letter of... Of their name and turn that into a logo by by changing it in design and making it stand out even more, right? And then when while you're working on your logo, you need to look at your logo inspirations. What what is inspiring your logo? Like what what is the design? What is the design um, of inspiration behind your logo? Right? Is it, Are you taking Inspiration from, like, clouds, the sun. Where where are you getting this, like, inspiration from, you know? And and that will really help you in, in framing it in the right words so that when you sit down with your graphic designer, you're able to really capture the essence of what really makes up your logo. And then you need to have some cutouts, at least some photography references, you know? That that you can use to to sort of guide the design, the logo design processes, and and I know I've said uh, a lot, and it's been it's been great, really touching on one of the things I'm passionate about, which is branding with you guys. And um, if if you guys wanna uh, further discuss this with me, I'm available on social media. It's in actually uh on my on my facebook page it's Clever actually on instagram it's Clever actually at Clever actually on twitter so just reach out to me on those platforms or send me a direct email on clevo actually at gmail.com and we can discuss this and if you need help with this we can work out how i can bring my, my my insights into branding to helping you build your very own brand and um just just add value and more value beyond this because uh, i didn't go really into deep detail into everything because that episode would have been more than a three-hour episode and i wouldn't have even touched on nearly enough stuff concerned with branding so yeah you guys feel free to reach out and uh, we can find a way to work something out and I can help you guys set up your brands as you, you've realized that the trend over the past few weeks has been trying to help people start podcasts, YouTube channels, help people um, understand how to create original content, uh, brand themselves. There's going to be a whole lot more of a marketing theme to the show a whole lot more of an entrepreneurial theme to the show because uh, I'm trying to uh, help people become self-sufficient and also find a sense of direction in in terms of uh, what they're trying to create and how to move it forward, you know, and employing certain tools and skills that are needed that can take that brand to the next level. So, yeah, it's been episode 27. Uh, my name is Clevo and it's been great, um, hanging out with you guys. Catch you on the next episode. I had a great time. Hope you had a great time too. Signing out till next time. Cheers.